Every week we get together on this podcast to, to look a little bit more deeply into things that would make a great fit within the Sunday morning message, but just didn't fit because of time. I'm Pastor Russell Howard, and this is Beyond the Notes. Okay, this is a this is a fun one for me because after after the message Sunday, I actually had a an email and a conversation about a statement that I made in the message that um, intrigued some folks and even led to some some post service conversation among some folks, and I'm thrilled when that happens. Um, the the comment that I made, and I will never get the exact words right, but the gist of it was we we do not interpret the Bible in light of our experience, but better, we interpret our experiences in light of the Bible. That is, it is not our experiences that get the last word, it's the Word of God that gets the last word. And um, I stand by that statement (laughs) sometimes, and this won't surprise you if you're familiar with me and my ministry here at McGregor. Um, Sometimes I make quick statements in 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 the platform or in the course of a message that Upon review, I, I don't even believe I said what I said. I'm not going to tell you exactly when that happens, but sometimes it does. Um, and I'm delighted by people who listen carefully and, and say, well, now, did you really mean to say that? In this case, I did. I want to I introduce a couple of additional scriptures to underscore the point. And again, the point is this. My experience is not a reliable interpreter of God's word, but God's word, correctly understood, will be a reliable interpreter of my experiences. A couple of different verses come to mind. One is uh, just the classic Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And if you've been around the Bible for a long time, odds are this is a pair of verses you're familiar with. But the proverb says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Now, the very next line of the following Proverbs, still a part of the same sort of poetic unit in Proverbs, says, be not wise in your own eyes. And that proverb is doing a better job than I did, making the very point that I'm making, that your own understandings are subject to all the fallibility of the human condition, even the redeemed human condition, Whereas the Word of God, while it can, of course, require study and interpretation and correct um, uh, hermeneutics, correct application of Scripture to Scripture to understand what it's saying, the Bible's going to get it right. And if you and I are honest, we quite often have gotten it wrong. Uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 is another, and uh, 16 and 17 is another really, really important uh, assertion that the Bible makes regarding, well, itself. Uh, And here it says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Here's verse 17, that the man of God, and he's not talking about man of God like a guy who works at a church. He means the human being that belongs to God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Scripture will equip you for every good work. Your life experience alone 
won't. And then one of my very favorite scriptures in this regard, because it points out the contrast so sharply, is a paragraph in 1 Peter 1. Uh, Peter, right here writing years later, is describing the transfiguration, the miraculous appearance of the glorified Christ that he, James and John, saw when they saw Jesus and Moses and Elijah talking that evening on the um, Mount of Transfiguration. And he writes, wait a minute, let me find out where I am. Did I say First Peter? I meant Second Peter. Second Peter, chapter 1, beginning in verse 16. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Now he's talking about that transfiguration experience. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, and the voice was borne to him, by the majestic glory, this is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven, for we were with him on the holy mountain. Now, he's just said, I had a pinnacle experience where I saw the glorified Christ, heard a voice from heaven. But in the very next verse, verse 19, he says, And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, by which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp, shining, or to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts, knowing this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. Peter just said, we had an experience, and our experience is not as certain as what we see in the Word of God. And by the way, he had an experience, I'll say it, far more uh, spiritually dramatic than any experience you've ever had, and I don't care who you are. You've never seen the glorified Christ having a conversation with the uh, the uh, spirits of Moses and Elijah on a mountaintop in the Holy Land. If you say you have, you need to check the prescription labels and make appropriate adjustments because you haven't. And even that experience does not compare to the written word of God. That's what Peter is saying. So, as a practical matter, that means when we're dealing with a sin issue, what is sin and what is not sin? Um, those categories are laid down in Scripture. And as our uh, world gets further and further into the execution of its fallen state, crazy ideas about what isn't sin and what is sin crop up. And we have to be grounded not in uh, how we read cultural tea leaves, or even how we, we listen to other people as authoritative. We need to be grounded in the Word of God, not just sin issues, but, but situational issues, understanding and speaking into what's going on around us, even as far as societal issues. We, a, a very um, brutal case of this came up last week when a very prominent, very visible West Coast church, the Saddleback Church, pastored by Pastor Rick Warren, the fellow who wrote The Purpose Driven Church and The Purpose Driven Life, has ordained three women to, to the pastorate. Um, their position seems to be, we understand what the Bible says, but the Apostle Paul clearly got it wrong. Because in our experience, these women are gifted and ready for pastoral ministry. Um, that is an absolute, crystal clear, laboratory-defined case of making the very error I'm trying to describe and help you avoid. We are, we, they are taking their experience and they are imposing 
their experience on Scripture such that their experience is outranking what they clearly understand, what they clearly and accurately understand Scripture to be saying. They've just decided that Scripture is inferior to experience, and we do that at our peril. Our experience must not outrank God's Word. Now, that gives us a couple of specific responsibilities I want to leave you with as sort of a charge for for, for, um, this week's podcast. First, responsibility to know where God has spoken. I know the Bible is a big book, but we've had the advent in our day of better, faster study tools than we've ever had before. We are, we are blessed to have access to incredible teachers, and we are uh, able to ask one another questions and look into things. So if you are looking for the counsel of the Word of God in a particular matter, in our generation, we're more able to get to that than any generation in history. But we are responsible. We can't just say, well, the Bible says this flippantly or uh, the Bible doesn't say this flippantly. We've got to really know God's Word and be very thorough in our study of God's Word. But then secondly, when the Bible is silent on a particular matter, uh, to exercise sound and wise judgment to guard the conscience of those around us, that's a Romans 14 thing, and to, uh, to realize when we are not under a scriptural obligation to act in a certain way because it is a matter on which God has chosen in his word to remain silent, which obviously he has the right to do. So, the word of God over our experiences. Imagine how Job would have responded to his day of catastrophic losses had he not known how to understand the character of God. He didn't have God's written word, but God left us his story. And that has happened again and again and again. We have something he didn't have, God's written word. And it is the final word. Hey, I hope by now you're subscribing to these podcasts and uh, they are being an ongoing blessing to you. Don't forget to to hit that uh, subscribe button and we'll see you again next week. God bless you.